0: Okay, there we go. Well, there's one other story in this cluster of stories, these parables that Jesus told. We've got the lost sheep, so we found all 100 of the cotton wool balls. We have the lost coin, and the fact that um, in order to get the coin, they had to search all over the place because it was so important, and God goes searching in his love for everybody, not just me and you, but for everybody. That's God's heart. He loves all of us. But there's one other story, a lost sheep, a lost coin, and then a lost son. And so let me, let me tell you a little bit about the story of the lost son. There were two sons. And one of the sons, the youngest of the sons, decided that he wanted to go and take whatever money his dad was gonna to give to him, and he was gonna start his own life. So he went to his dad and he said, Dad, I want you to give me half of whatever is owed to me, my inheritance right now, so I can use it now. It's a terrible thing to ask. Really what he was saying was, Dad, I wish you were dead so I could spend your money. And so the father was very loving and gracious, and he said, okay, I'll give you what you would normally get when I was waiting. So he gave him half of the money that he had. And the son went away and took the money, and he went to far distant land, and he spent a lot. All kinds of things he did. Spent it on what the Bible calls wild living. Well... You wanna know anything about wild living? Ask George Williamson. He knows everything about wild living. <laughs> anyway, after he'd spent everything he had, something awful happened in the distant land he was in. There was a famine. And a famine is when there is no rain for a long time so that the crops don't work or they fail. And so there was nothing in this, the land that he was in for them to eat. He had no money, so he couldn't buy anything. And so he ended up working for a farmer who looked after pigs. And so he found himself in with the pigs, eating and longing to eat what they were having for food. And as he's sitting there surrounded by pigs, he thought to himself, what have I done? I could be at home with my family. I could be there eating what I was able to eat. I could be there working in the fields. I know what I'll do. I'll go back and I'll say sorry to my dad. And I'll tell him that in order to pay off the money that, that he gave me, I will work for him in the fields for as long as he needs me to work for him. And he thought, that's gonna be a plan. So he started on his way back to see his dad and to see his family. But the Bible tells us in this story that before he even got to where his family home was, well, he was still quite a distance away from his home, His dad saw him coming. And so his dad started to run. Now, if you know what men from the Middle East wear, they wear long robes that are very difficult to walk in, never mind running. So he must have gathered up these long robes and he began to run towards his son. And when he got to his son, he threw his arms around him and he hugged his son and he kissed his son and he brought him back to the house and he said, Get this, my son, the best robes, the best sandals. And he put a gold ring on his finger. And the son hardly even had a chance to give his speech about, Oh, Father, I'm so sorry for all that I've done. And his father just loved him and welcomed him back. And he said, This son of mine was lost, but now he's found. It was as if he's dead, but now he's alive again. And he's back with us. We have to celebrate. And so because he was a farmer, then he asked some of the servants and some of the farm workers to go and to bring in some cattle so that they could have a feast. And they had a party to celebrate that this son who had been with them and gone away had now returned. Now, did you remember there was another son in the story? It was two sons that the man had. And while all this celebration was happening, the other son in the field who was working away found out what was happening. And he said... I can't believe this. I've been here working for my dad the whole time. And my little brother, who squanders all the money, he comes back and he gets a party. What's fair about that? And instead of welcoming and loving his brother, he gets angry at his brother. And his father comes to the eldest son and he says, Don't you know you've been with me all the time? You've been one of us part of our family, loved all the way through, but this son who was lost is now found. So we have to celebrate. This is God's love, not just for us, but then this story is about our love for each other. Sometimes it's not easy to get on with our little brothers or our big brothers or little sisters and big sisters with our family. Sometimes it's not easy getting on with our friends Sometimes it's not even easy for adults to get on with each other. In fact, sometimes I think it can be more difficult for some of the adults. But God says, I love you and I love everyone. Therefore, I want you to love each other, to express God's love to each other. Well, as we finish this morning, I want to go back to the beginning of these parables that Jesus told, these stories that Jesus told, because... They originate somewhere. They come from somewhere. Jesus was having a, a much wider conversation uh, about what God, what He, what our Heavenly Father was like before He started to tell these stories. And you find all of these stories in Luke chapter 15. And so I want to go back to the very beginning of Luke chapter 15 so you know why Jesus told these stories. So let me read these words to you from Luke 15, verses 1 to 3. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them these parables. That's why Jesus told the parable about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. It's because some of the people he was talking to were saying, surely he can't love everybody. I mean, surely he can't love the tax collectors, the ones that cheat us. Surely he can't love the ones who are are the sinners. Surely he can't love the ones who are outcasts, the one who everyone forgets about, the neglected ones, the people on the streets, the ones who nobody remembers and everyone wants to avoid. Surely he doesn't love them. He eats with them. He spends time with them. Surely, God's love and God's kingdom and God's family doesn't extend to all of them. Jesus said, actually, it does. Because wherever there's a lost one, the Father goes after them. Wherever there's a lost one, God's love reaches. Wherever there's a lost one, Jesus goes after And when we become people of faith in Jesus Christ, the church, God's family, he says to us, in the same way that I love you, now love the lost, the least, the last, and the lost, the forgotten ones, the hidden ones, the ones who are left on their own, the young ones, the older ones, the neglected ones, the ones on the street, the outcasts, all of them. You know, church, Perth is not a small city, or it is a small city. It's not a large city, I should say. But there's a lot of need in it. In the time that I've been here, I've spent a lot of time listening to all kinds of people, including community leaders, city leaders, trying to hear what they're saying. And sometimes it feels like there's a denial of the needs that are right on our doorstep. But if you listen carefully enough, you hear them. And if you look carefully enough, you see them all over the place. God has placed us in this city. He's placed us in this city center for purpose. And it's the purposes of love. To love the least, the last, and the lost. Why are we doing a building project? Why are we doing a pledge and giving day to day? Why? Because God has placed us here. And from these buildings, we want to have a ministry and a work that reaches into all the places of this city, however hidden and dark they are. Whatever we find on our doorstep, with the love of God, we want to love even to the very last and to those who are lost. That's why we do this. This time last year, I think it was, I took you through... What we agreed were the values of our church. Let me just remind you of them. We wanted to be a place where there was authentic spirituality. where We were not ashamed to acknowledge our own failings. Neither are we afraid to live out our faith in Jesus Christ. You know, whether we think we're a lost son or daughter who's just come back, or whether we were the son or daughter who's been at home with the father for a long time, Our job is to love. We need God's love. And we need God. That's authentic spirituality. We said we'd be a place of radical hospitality. Open hands, open heart. If we're to be known for anything in the city of Perth and the city region beyond, let's be known for love. Can we commit to that? Let's be known for the love that we share in and for Christ Jesus. We said we'd want to be a place of humble unity, that we would kneel towards and rise together with people, other churches, other organizations that work in the city, that we would love them as well. We said that we would be a place of compassionate advocacy, that we would walk with love, but we'd work for change in the city where things are unjust. That's love in action. And we said that we'd be a place for creative generosity. We would have faith to see and faith to bless other people. Generous love in every way we possibly can. Our place is right at the center of this historic city. That means something. We are not here just as some coincidence. We're here because God has placed us here. And from this place, we send one another every week into the world. But we also gather here to serve in the city center. And it's for these reasons that we build new buildings and we renovate old buildings. It's so that from this place and in this place, we can make change happen under the love of God in Christ Jesus in this city. Amen? That's why we're here.